Gossip Guys here, your one and only podcast delving into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of Gossip Guys Max. On tour with Taylor, the pretty, pretty, pretty reckless. And as always, I am Aaron Davidi, and alongside me with Andy Green, who will now introduce the band. Oh, the band, yeah, that we're, we're the groupies for this week. Uh, the band members of The Pretty Reckless, which uh, formed in 2009. The Pretty Reckless features, of course, we got to do a little uh, drum roll thing. Uh, Taylor Momsen, who uh, we all know as Little J from Gossip Girl, and that's why we're doing this episode. We're not just doing a random Pretty Reckless episode. She does the lead <laughs> vocals and rhythm guitar. And then Ben Phillips does the lead guitar and backing vocals a lot. A lot of times they do duets that we might talk about. Uh, and then Mark Damon is on bass and Jamie Perkins is on drums. And yeah, they were uh, apparently originally called just The Reckless, but had to change the name due to trademark problems, at which I feel like didn't Penn, Penn Badgley had problems with mother trademark problems too or something. So, yeah, uh, I mean, that's some real rock and roll shit where you just don't give a fuck. You're going to name what you want to name the band. Well, but then they have but then they have that. problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like antithesis of rock and roll is all the bullshit trademark. The man, that's the man. Uh, so they add pretty in there, which I feel like maybe after we've gone on this journey, we can sort of we can we can answer the question of why that was added. Because um, I think we've it, it, it makes it's always a fun it makes it a fun joke name, I think, but it's also, I, I think it's an accurate name. There, there's a reason they chose it. Um, yeah, they're reckless, but not too reckless. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're pretty reckless. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, maybe that is it. Uh, and, I, and I would argue sometimes I want them to be more reckless, maybe. Who knows? But maybe that's why they're still alive. You know, we don't want to be too reckless. Well, they just started also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, they've only been doing this for 10 years, right? So, I mean, they're still a young band, you know? And, uh, I mean, we saw them, remember? Those, that was a good thing. I do, back when, back when we could do things together. Um, I remember, yeah, you and I, we smoked a joint in the, the alley. And then where was it at? Uh, the Mayan in uh, downtown, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was a great show. Um. I don't remember the set exactly, but I mean, a lot of them from Going to Hell. But I mean, Who You Selling For was the album that they were yes. promoting at the time. I mean, this was a while ago. Um, but yeah, it was a great show. Uh, I mean, I feel like they're probably even better sort of live band than they are just listening. Because oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I also really uh, I enjoyed the acoustics. Uh, on some of the there's acoustic versions on some of the albums from the songs and then you know if you haven't seen their youtube stuff checked out their youtube page they've got acoustic sets that they've been doing during quarantine some really good stuff some like sound garden covers also so yeah which and well i think we'll talk about it but they were they opened for sound garden and were the openers uh when chris cornell uh committed suicide so yes that's, that's a big thing in terms of the, the fourth album that is coming February 21st, 2021, uh, which we will be we will be covering that as well in February. And we'll talk about a couple two singles have been released from that album. And that's where we're we'll, we'll end up there today, uh, this evening. But yeah, we're going to if you want to play along, 
you know, boot up Spotify, boot up YouTube, find the playlist for the albums there. Uh, and we're going to, I think, just start with, they have three albums. I mean, they have a couple EPs and things like that, but a lot of them uh, are sort of, uh, what's the word? They, you know, they overlap. Compilation, they're compilations yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah exactly. So yeah, once you, I think, yeah, once we, you, you know, you listen to uh, all the albums in chronological order, you pretty much get a sense of who they are. Pretty much, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> if you crazy. did it, if you couldn't figure it out by the first two albums, but like they change, uh, you know, the third one is the the certainly the most different. Yeah, uh, it's a little softer. Yeah, it's a little soft, but they're still still rock and roll. And I think I I, I think that in general, that's what makes them a great band, and the albums are are good if they did just this because they do all that you know there's I, I feel like there's like rhythm blues in there there's some like country in there um going for for sure yeah that, that runs the gamut definitely blues and country yeah um like if they just did hard goth rock that there that's their that's kind of their base of what their band is they, it's like this hard goth rock and it's great but if they did all that in one album it would just kind of like be this concept album that just wouldn't work but they 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 are able to bring in other you know different types of musics and um you know inspirations into different songs and it, it makes the album have more depth and their band have more depth. I agree with that. Yeah. I think sometimes I wanted more of the, of the sort of, I guess, yeah, you call it goth rock. And I think that's sort of a good term, but yeah, it's definitely hard rock and almost not quite metal, but like it's it sort of, it's, it's hard rock is, it is definitely where it sort of lays, but yeah, they definitely, I, I think the through line of Taylor Momsen and this band, but her herself, she doesn't want to be boxed in by anything. So even to just be hard rock would be sort of defining herself and limiting what they can do. So yeah, they, they sort of run the gamut and do a lot of different things. And uh, what's the, well, and like you said, one note, if it all, if it all is just like, we're going to hell every song, you know, eventually that message is sort of boring or, or sort of like, okay, we get it. We're going to hell, you know? Like, yeah. And then it also becomes just like, I, I even felt after a while, some of the songs were like, had that manufactured feel of, you know, we have to have this idea of going to hell. And yeah, actually, I wanted to talk to you about that. Cause I thought that was sort of in there. Maybe a lot at the beginning and sort of in some of the songs, it's a lot about sort of the image of being cool and fucked up and being a mess. And it's just like, they're trying so hard to show that uh, where it's just like, just be yourself. But then, you know, what is the, what is the self? And I think that's sort of Taylor's trying to figure it out. Uh, Aren't we all? Yeah, exactly. It's a lifetime journey here. Uh, so do you want to talk about like, light me up? Like, how do you want to do it? Or do you want to go with like, why don't why don't you talk about light me up? Tell me because I, I I feel like I've listened to pretty I've listened to them before you and I feel like this is your like big deep dive into them. So why don't you start us off? Talk about well, how do how did you feel? Light me up. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, I I had listened to their music before we went to the show a little bit because I didn't want to be completely a complete noob about it. But it's certainly, I'm not I I couldn't I'm not an expert. So this was a deep dive that like 
I almost got sort of drowned it in because it was- I feel like you did. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you were, you really, I bet, but that's like, that's Andy. Andy gets into it. Andy. Andy is looking for the, the murderer and he just goes in and goes to the crime scene photos and just looks back at him. That's what you gotta do. Yeah. Well, and Taylor says she's the murderer a few times. So like, we know. <laughs> um, well, yeah, she murdered Jenny and her acting career. Definitely did. And, uh, and, and I think, I well also I just sort of like wanted to like I think as we've you know as we're doing this podcast I think we sort of wax and wane in terms of how seriously we take it and right now I'm in that waxing phase of like really wanting it to be like I mean we always want it to be good but I'm like I need to actually research this if we're going to do a pretty reckless you know thing and research meaning just listen a bunch Uh, yeah we only you know we're doing a weekly podcast so there's only so much I can do in a week uh, so it, there's a lot of sort of blurs, but I, I think I picked up a lot that's going on here, but uh, light me up. Let's start with the cover. All right. This came out in 2010. This was her first album, of course. And the cover is like a little blonde rocker girl with a lighter, you know, sort of light me up, of course. And to me, it immediately evokes sort of the idea of little Taylor Momsen, but it's sort of the Taylor that she wishes she had been or the Taylor that she, she sort of recasted, right? It's obviously not little Taylor Mom, and I don't think, I don't well, think. Well, I, I have a little, I have a little tidbit on that. Ooh, uh, uh, well, reveal that before I make an ass of myself. Tell me. <laughs> so I was watching an interview, old interview from when this album came out. She was promoting the tour with, on the George Lopez show. And yeah, I think she was still on Gossip Girl at that point. Was it 2011 when the album came out? So, I, yeah. Well, so, because yeah, and- like her song, I think appeared. Make me want to die. I think appeared on Gossip Girl, or like one of the songs did. Because he, he like the the interview. First of all, was just he was just weirded out by like because she was dressed like how she dresses now, like you know a rock star with leather and I, I you know I guess it's weird. It's weird for you because you're you know you've seen this Gossip Girl show that's a little kid and now she's I don't know if George Lopez was a fan of Gossip Girl, but he just seemed very weirded out by the way she was dressed. Um, and then. I think probably what Taylor Momsen wants too. Like that's a little bit a part of what she's projecting. Like she wants people to be a little bit like, whoa. No, actually, she felt she like was like, no, this is how I dress. This is it. This is you know, this I'm this I'm a rock star. So I think that this is yeah, that's what she wants to promote. And I don't know if she wants to make people uncomfortable, but she just wants people to know who she is. And right. and, and um, so they were uh, talking about. Uh, the the uh, album cover and the album cover is apparently based on a photo of Taylor from when she was like two or three years old on a Harley it, uh, wearing sunglasses. Oh, wow. So I guess little Taylor was this cool. Uh, she was lighting people up, uh, but maybe that's the sort of, she, she had that in her this whole time, but then she sort of lost it, right? That's, I think, kind of the story that Light Me Up tells and sort of, I think all of her albums are sort of really her distancing, distancing herself, tearing apart Jenny, and even by name, like, uh, we'll talk about it. Like, yes. Uh, like that persona or that person. And I mean, she she auditioned for Hannah Montana. She almost got the role. And I mean, can you imagine? Uh and I think she, I read, you know, she basically said like, you know, obviously it was better that it didn't go with me. I would have probably told them to fuck off by the time I was 11. So 
So like it would have been a different show and I don't think it would have been quite Hannah Montana. I still would have loved to see the pilot with Taylor Momsen in it, you know? Uh, We'd be in a different world if Taylor Momsen's here. It's interesting because I mean, Miley has had the same sort of journey of trying to distance herself from that too. And she's definitely, and she gets flack for being far less, I think. I mean, Taylor Momsen, if you look at their two looks, Taylor Momsen is definitely like darker and grittier look. And she gets a lot of, I don't think she gets flack because she wasn't, she's not as well known as Miley Cyrus or Hannah Montana was. I mean, Jenny is a pretty big character, but like, it's not like if she was Blake Lively, maybe she would have had that sort of thing. Um, but it's still, it does seem to be haunting her for sure. Cause it's a, it's a through line throughout the whole thing. Um, it, yeah. The rejection of her past persona. Right. Uh, yeah, it was, and it, you know the uh, uh, on George Lopez also. That's all really the research I did was this George Lopez uh, interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they showed they showed a uh, an old shake and bake commercial from like the nineties that she was in, and she was just like very embarrassed. And yeah, it, this if if you listen to the music, I think especially um, I think you get it in "Make Me Want to Die." You know, that's where you really like feel it. Um, you know, where she, she, she says she, she had opportunities for eternity and, and she, she, you know, with an acting career and she was, she had, she was a star of a hit show and, you know, she probably had all these movies, opportunities probably coming in and a young girl and she didn't want it. She wanted to be a rock star. Yeah, no, I, I wrote that line down as well. It's like sort of the opportunities for eternity, which to me meant acting, but then but then she's she's drawn by the night, which that to her means music, rock and roll, but also sort of just she's a night she's a night woman, you know, sort of person. Clearly, the dark side is what she really wants to share uh, and really wants to embody. And, and in a way, you know, music is just the same. It's another opportunity for eternity, obviously. Um, you know, this is still art, and this is still something that will be her legacy, regardless. But at least now she's not sort of, she's not living a lie. Um, you know, she can't be anyone other than me. I think that's one of the, or can't be anyone other than me is a, a line from one of the songs. Um, and I think I, I'm fairly, I'm very impressed uh, by her in terms of, yeah, saying goodbye to a, all those things you mentioned. You know, she was, a, you know, on a hit show. And I think they, they set her up to be, you know, sort of going mano y mano with Blair. Uh, and she was a big part of the show. And and I don't think she was bad until you until she wanted to be bad, right? I think she commit she exploded her own career there on purpose, right? To sort of yeah. easier to get out. And I think that's when we sort of noticed that's when everyone's like, oh, we hate Jenny. And it's like, that's a different Jenny or that's the we we saw dark Jenny, but I feel like they didn't. They didn't actually get to see dark, dark Jenny. And if because if dark Jenny, like the real Taylor Momsen from the, this music, came in, I think that would have been pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, like her on uh, what's the music video, uh, Miss Nothing, where she's to that one. I really like where she's on a, a table. It's sort of Last Supper, like Last uh, yes. And but it's like it's brunch. The food is brunch, which we all know. That's Rufus's meal. There's even pancakes that she's knocking over the table. And I know that's probably not intentional, but at the same time, maybe. But I just like, I love the idea. Like, what if I just wanted to see her crawl on the table, ruining Rufus's breakfast, like during, you know, Christmas or like, like, because I feel like we sort of, 
they did sort of write to her, you know, pro, uh, you know, troublemaker persona a little bit, but I think it was sort of done in a, a half-assed way and for both on both sides. Um, but yeah, I, I, that was my takeaway from Miss Nothing. That video I was like, oh, I just sort of wish Gossip Girl had let Jenny rule, which we talked about a lot, and it was sort of a terrifying idea because she's, she, you know, close to like Agnes and like the Joker sort of level. Um, well, I I think I think one of the reasons now that maybe, she, you know. If she had stayed and there was a battle of the bands, she would have won and then she would have been able to rule. Yeah. Oh, the battle of the bands. Uh, you know, the little J's. The little J. <laughs> that sounds like a doo wop group, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the OJs are, are an actual one. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the musical, like if they actually did a battle of the bands between, you know, Mother. Leighton Meester and, and sort of maybe the country strong crew or something. And, and, you know, they're pretty reckless. Like the pretty reckless would destroy them. And then Dan comes in with like Nate in the, for a background song, background music. And, uh, they, what if like, what if Dan comes in and, you know, Penn Badgley just destroys everybody with his, like, he, he does a live music video and he's just staring into everybody's eyes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure the pretty reckless would destroy like you know, like Little J would win that battle, but I, I do still I still appreciate you know Mother a lot having gone through. I like him staring at me through the uh, you know the alleys of Brooklyn, you know, <laughs> giving me uh, seeing his tennis shoes, uh, those red sneaks. Uh, but anyway, Light Me Up. Let's see. Um, so, what were your favorite songs from Light Me Up? Give me your top two favorite songs. Well, I think Make Me Want to Die is pretty great. Um, and, yes. and let me see that one, that one to me, there's a lot of songs on this that have, I would say sort of blatant references to other songs and other bands. And that one to me has a Beatles like opening. And, and that is a definitely one of their main, uh, influences. They mention it. Uh, yes. She did mention that on George Lopez. She mentioned Beatles. Oasis and Nirvana as influences. I don't get so much the Oasis, but I don't know. I mean, I know the hits of Oasis, but I don't know much more than that. But I definitely I, I saw her uh, do another YouTube where she did uh, Oasis cover Champagne Supernova, and they did an acoustic version of it. It's really good. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, I didn't get to the acoustic sort of quarantine, the quarantine reckless. Uh, but that's, I mean, I'm excited. And I mean, there's just so much. That's sort of, that was the, that's a takeaway. There's a lot of art here. Uh, a lot of creativity. It, there, there is so much and so much music. And it's it's hard to do like it all in one week. You know, yeah, uh, it's, it's just. Sort of a podcast, you know. Like, yeah, it starts to blend in a little bit oh, uh, uh, somewhere. You know, it all kind of like. <laughs> Um, uh, I'll answer your question. I'll give you. I'll give you some. I I, I like Miss Nothing a lot. I, I mean, I like the ones. I mean, there's a reason the ones that they make are in music videos tend to be the best ones. Yes. Yeah. I, that's what. That's one thing I I felt for all the albums. I didn't feel any song was better than what they put out as singles. Nothing really like grabbed me more than their singles everything was everything's great everything's good but i didn't see any really i didn't feel any hidden gems um i think i might disagree uh on a, on those um but on this on this episode or uh, this episode on this album i think the hidden gem might be you 
the one that I thought was really funny because we get to foreshadow Penn's show here. But like all the other ones sort of are doing the hard rock, the sort of Evanescence, which is another sort of, uh, I mean, they open for Evanescence, so it doesn't surprise me, but I got that vibe, especially on Just Tonight. Yes. Uh, very sort of gothy, witchy, um, that video. Um, but you, I thought, slowed it down, got a little romantic, and, and there is a music video for that one. Uh, and, and there's a very, there's like a lot of longing in this. And, it, uh, you know, she says, you can't feel me like I feel you. And there's that imbalance in a relationship. And that's like heartbreaking to love someone that doesn't love you in the same way back. And even knowing that and still needing them is like heartbreaking. And uh, I, that to me was the one on this that had more in more sort of juice and, and had lyrical power like the lyrics taylor momsen's lyrics and she doesn't write uh she writes i think with uh ben uh, it's ben it's a lot of ben phillips in her yeah and the, the lyrics are great and, and sometimes one of my takeaways that i feel like i like the lyrics more than the songs you know and i'm not entirely sure why i think sometimes it is because it feels like oh yeah that riff at the beginning with strawberry fields forever i think or uh, i mean there's one where they absolutely do lucy in the sky with diamonds it is it just is that slowed down um but we'll get to that's on who you selling for uh, which isn't a bad thing but for some that distracts me or it feels a little bit like um i appreciate you know the influences but it almost feels like you're leading too into it you know i want to see yeah, yeah, yes what the pretty reckless is like i'm distracted i'm like oh this is nirvana like that like the, even the way you're singing it this is this is nirvana um but, you know, like, like, I think the, the best thing is like Miss Nothing and they have Sergeant Pepper like in the background behind it while she's destroying stuff. That's the kind of like, I love that sort of reference. Um, but sometimes like using the actual chords, you know, uh, might be sometimes too much. But I also, it's, it's never bad. I just, it's sometimes I feel like it, it feels like there's another notch we can get to. You know? Yeah, like, and it does take you out a little bit. You're like, okay, maybe I should be listening to the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And, and and also, I was just sort of like, you know, Lily's the, the Beatles expert. So I would be like, I'm not crazy, right? This is the Beatles. And she's like, oh, yeah, that is. And then like, she could name some of them sometimes. And other times she's like, oh, I don't know exactly. But like, I wasn't gonna, you know, go through the whole catalog to figure yeah. out oh, this is the, the, the song that they're Reference. You're like Lily. Get your Beatles books out. We are going through the catalog. Oh yeah, she's got the anthology. Uh, highly recommend the anthology. It's great. Um, I really like light me up. I mean, I just feel like the song light me up when I'm down is definitely a, there's a lot of Aaron in, in these songs. And that to me sounds like your, your ethos light me up when I'm down, like uh, sort of time to party, but also, I mean, you've talked about the need for sort of getting to the rock bottom and then sort of bringing yourself back up. Um, yeah, like, man. I, I live the rock and roll life, man. What can I say? You know, um, uh, you know, hanging out and uh, at, at the Roxy, you know, when you could hang out at places all night, um, going to the whiskey, you know, yeah, man, rock and roll. I don't think either of us would last about twelve minutes partying with Taylor Momsen. That was my takeaway on my medicine. Um, which even you know, even party Andy, you know, college Andy, you've seen glimpses of him. Uh, he sort of retired toward the beginning of the podcast. Um, <laughs> like I was just like, oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't. That's not that's not my my uh, scene. Uh, but I also really liked that music video. It was fittingly more trippy, 
we had the nudity bleed, bleeped out at least on YouTube. But there was a there was a porn star in that, Jenna Hayes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Andy, you were just like me. <laughs> I, sometimes <laughs> I'm more like you than I care to. Admit. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I did have to look it up. I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I, I do recognize her, but I don't remember her name. And I had to look up who's the porn star in my uh, <laughs> I I wasn't sure if you caught that, but good, good. I'm glad Andy Andy's still here. We haven't lost him completely. No, no, Andy's Andy's always been here. Andy never left. Uh, I think she also might be in the messed up world one. I think she might be one of the women on the beach. Like I feel like that one had about. Was she? I yeah, it had that '60s kind of um, beach. Uh, I don't. Was she one of them? I don't remember. Maybe I'm trying. I don't. No, I don't think so. She just seemed like she's now part of the band. Now she's like one of the groupies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll hang out with her and Jenna Hayes. Yeah, who's down down? After they mix your medicine, like yeah, mix yeah, mix the medicine, light me up, take me down. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like it's sort of like you said, like okay, we we get it, but uh, do you think? In this one, somebody's mixing her medicine. Do you think there actually is someone, or is it just, you know, like, I don't think she's actually complaining about it, obviously. Like, she's, you know, into that mixture. But do you think it's just her, you know, or the other her? No, I I think this was one of those songs that were a little more manufactured toward the goth rock. I don't know. I mean, I, I think there is definitely some idea behind it and i think it 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 all comes down from her you know childhood acting where she you know started modeling at two and she didn't want to do that obviously and you know there's something there but i don't i don't think you know anybody is mixing her xanax i don't think so well i mean it's sort of well, it's, it's it's drug. It's like it's gonna be like LSD or what you know whatever. Oh, like this is what I was gonna take. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think anybody's mixing her LSD. I don't. You know, an LSD person. She seems more like a, at least the image she's projecting. I have no idea if she actually takes drugs. I'm sure she does. Uh, I mean, she probably has. I'm not. I don't think she's she's some sort of rock and roll drug addict alcoholic. I think she's just <laughs> likes. I think she's projecting it. I think that she just likes. The life, and I think, I think you know, when you hear her, uh, being you know in a, a being a, a family photo on a Harley, and that's you know at, at, at a small age, I think that was that's probably a lifestyle she grew into and uh, grew up in, and you know, it sounded like her father, you know, was was definitely an influence with the music, and they you know listened to rock and roll, and I think this was what she liked. It's 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 a scene she wanted to be in. Whereas opposed to the scene she was pushed into, right. literally. You could definitely mix your medicine in, you know, in Hollywood as well. Uh, um, there's people mix your medicine wherever you go. Yeah, you know, it mix scotch and water. <laughs> that, that's your. <laughs> that's it. Um, this is like a, like a drop of water, like an ice cube, maybe. It's a. Oh, I'm a I'm a neat guy. You know, I don't I don't want to water it down. I, I, I even like I don't want ice cubes like i get the little like the metal ones so you can put in the freezer so they can cool it down but they don't water down the the whiskey or the scotch because that's what i'm there for is to to taste that to savor it um that makes me sound old but yeah um i really like the make me want to die video very 90s uh and, and sort of i mean it's basically it's it feels like she's shedding off her 
I mean, she's literally shutting off her clothes. She, she, yeah, she loves to take her clothes off. I got that also. My, my note was she doesn't like pants. Uh, <laughs> she does oh. not like no. Yeah, and also, can she eat something? Uh, well, so, so I know she's like in rock and roll, so she's thin, but she's like really thin. Well, I mean, she actually talks about that in one of her songs uh, about her sort of anxiety and, and I, she has body image issues about. Yeah, because Hollywood ruined her as a child. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And being a yeah, being a model when you're two, I can only imagine. What does that even that sounds horrifying. Like she's literally been on a diet since she was two years old. And she also smokes cigarettes because she's smoking in the, the videos. And uh, so that, you know, as an appetite suppressant, she probably started that at like 12. They just give it to you on the set. Right. And they will. And I mean, we all know what they did. Yeah. With like Judy Garland and stuff and child actors, they give you uppers so that you can work longer and stuff. And I don't think that was hopefully not happening in the days of CW, but like, yeah, they definitely would. No, but like on the Grinch. On the, oh God, on the Grinch, which, uh, spoilers, that's next week, the Grinch. Uh, we're going to be a little probably, uh, this is the, the dark, the storm before the, the happy, uh, Pat. Yeah, yeah. Next week's gonna be part two of On Tour with Taylor, where we talk about the Grinch. Uh, yeah, it'll be a little more Christmas timey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we we are in Christmas time, and, and like- I, I I think that I have to say that it was kind of hard to get into this. Like, it was just I wanted to be in a Christmas mood, so this does not put you in a Christmas mood. No, but uh, well, I mean, Christmas is a very religious holiday, uh, or at least it used to be, uh, and there's a lot of religious, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, going on. I mean, going to hell. Going I don't. Yeah. It also sort of feels very surface level. It's sort of like you know we're talking to you know the priest and telling him all the things we did and like how many crosses can we see stuff like that. But like it definitely feels like she had a, a sort of in addition to her actor upbringing. Like I feel like the mom influence was the the, the Christian Christianity and sort of the uh, that Pollyanna thing. I think that's I'm guessing. I have no idea. But like she also talks that she, uh, in one of the songs talking about motherless, you know, girls. And I didn't know if she was just talking about in general or if that's how she felt um, or was uh, or now she maybe feels motherless because she's rejected that side. I I mean, that's that's all just I mean, that's what music is, right? We're just sort of interpreting, yeah, interpreting, yeah, interpreting it. You know, it's I mean, there's some lyrics that you can say, oh, this is it. And then but in general, you interpret it. You know, well, I think a lot of it to me is. I don't know, I'm not, we're not there yet. We'll get there. I, I, I have to get some like actual lyric uh, evidence for this, but I want to finish real quick on Make Me Want to Die. I just I think that is the that is literally the first single they did as a band. And it is the the video is her taking her clothes off, but also like literally shedding the skin of Jenny, shedding her past self and then jumping. Yeah. It's, it's in a cemetery and she's walking through a cemetery, right? Is that kind of, and there's like fire behind her. Yeah. Yeah. She jumps into the inferno, which is great. And and like, for me, I'm like, yeah, okay, let's just jump into the inferno. And, and I, I was like, I think I was split. Sometimes I was right there. I was like, okay, Taylor, let's just jump in the fucking fire. Like I want to go to hell with you. And then I was sort of like, Oh, but we're, Wait, where are you taking me now? You know, or or like I sort of got we. It feels like we got lost. Or like, Ooh, you can't you can't question, man. When you say I'm in, you can't question. You got to go in with Taylor because we're on we're on tour with Taylor. That's true, but like, uh, but you know, can't jump off the bus. Can't jump off the bus now. This well, is cross country tour. If we don't question it, then we just uh, accept. We just love it. I mean, that's not uh, that's not what we do here. Uh, I think once we're in, though, we have to kind of like. 
well, yeah, don't be, you know, understand where we're going. Um, and so that's what it is. I, I don't think um, I'm questioning it, but I, I'm not, I don't dislike it. I'm just sort of like, okay. Um, it's sort of, sometimes it feels schizophrenic, the music. And that, I think even in the lyrics, and I think that's intentional. It sort of feels like we have two Taylors and even what's that one where there's two, it's a split screen music video. Um, oh man, which one is that? Uh, I have that written down somewhere. I think that's in who you sell for. Uh, well, whatever. It's it's in there. But do you know the one I'm talking about? Did you I know. I I why why didn't I see that one? I saw them all. Oh yeah, no. There's one where it's basically. I mean, I have my notes here, but it's it's hard to define. I mean, they all had the blonde girl in them, so I'm pretty sure they're the same one. <laughs> <laughs> there was all there was a blonde naked girl in every single one of these videos. No, not uh. There's one where she does wear pants. Uh, um. But like that sounds like we're just uh, being superficial about it. Yeah, we are for the moment. Part of the lifestyle that she's projecting too, uh, and just like her, don't give a fuck. And all, a lot of these songs are all about love and sex. And- yeah, and I think it's part. It's part, and it comes back to the same thing. I think you know Hollywood sexualizes you, so now here she is. I'm going to sexualize myself so nobody else can. Right, like she is sex- like in going down. Like it, it, the lyrics even sexualize a 16 year old, but when she sings it, it's, I mean, it's disturbing, but also empowering because obviously she is, she's owning it and she is the one that, yeah, she's, no one's telling her what to wear and, and, and who to be anymore. And if this is who she wants to be, obviously that's awesome. And that is, to me, that is the, the essential thing to take away as a fan is just to be like, I'm in awe of that, and that's who I want to be. To not give a fuck, and just and just be like, just go to hell, and, and be honest about that. Um, so I think, yeah, let's let's go let's go to hell. Let's go to hell, baby. Let's do so, this. So going to hell came out in 2014, and I feel like for me, the first the first four songs on this album, I think, are my favorite run of any of the albums. Like "Follow Me Down," "Going to Hell," "Heaven Knows," and then it gets like really dark and and weird with. Uh, I think this is their best album between the three of them. I agree. I agree. Um, Although I think it sort of doesn't continue that, but like you said, it can't continue. It can't be, you can't be going to hell for 12 songs straight. Yeah. uh, You just can't. It goes up and down and eventually you're sort of in hell uh, and and, and sort of, and it's, and hell isn't exactly in a way. And it actually makes sense. The idea of going to hell is actually far more fun and exciting than being in hell and, and the hell isn't isn't uh as loud and obnoxious as the actual journey to go down there and then once you're in there it sort of actually gets to be more personal which is sort of surprising but i like that um but yeah follow me down i just uh it's i just love the sort of invite come with me to hell you know and i'm like okay i am in i it's again jumping in the hellfire and going to hell that song she's like owning the bad that's what i, I like about her is she owns and her music is she's owning the bad shit that she does. You know, she's uh, yes. getting married to the devil, owning her mistakes, vows that I break, lives that I fake, lives that I take, laws that I break, lies that I make, love that I hate. Those are all the different things that she says are bringing her to hell. And she is not, a, she's not apologizing for him, but she's also not making excuses. She's just saying, yep, these are, you know, and, and, and also it's sort of this, idea that we all do these things and that's what i think i I think heaven knows is my favorite song 
Uh, yes, uh, yes. Heaven, heaven knows is definitely my favorite song. But to to what you're saying, I, I um, what were those lyrics? Read those lyrics off one more time. Yeah. That you were saying. So these are the, these are. I mean, after every time she says this, she says like I'm going to hell or whatever. But these vows that I break, lies mm-hmm. that I fake, lives that I take, laws that I break, lies that I make, love that I hate. Okay, and I, I mean, okay, lies that I make, is that not acting? Yeah, and then... I mean, also lies that I fake was her previous, you know, life. Yeah. That. Um, I, I mean, I yeah, it just sounds like in this, uh, there's, I, I feel like, yeah, in, in this album, there in that song, in those, in those lyrics also, it's also, it's very talking about her past and trying to still shed that, you know, and um, sh- to her, you know, being being on Gossip Girl at towards the end, you know, was going to hell. She didn't want to. It was she was unhappy. You know, it, it's it was an unhappy place, and so I, I think every time she, you know, felt something that she would do towards Hollywood for Gossip Girl, something that's where a part of her, you know, just felt out of place. And I'm. This is something I'm doing wrong because it didn't feel right to her. I think that's what those lyrics are kind of saying somewhere. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's absolutely true. I mean, I think the first one certainly is sort of like you know, light me up. She's sort of. It's. Uh, she. It's almost like she didn't have light before. You know, she was sort of uh, extinguished. She was the cigarette that sort of was out, and then lighted up. You get that adrenaline rush, and here we go. And then going to hell seems to me a little. I mean, obviously, she's still looking back and still reckoning with that stuff, and that's what what we're talking about. But also, it sort of feels like she's rev- reveling in it. This is like, oh my god, I'm a rock star now, and I'm going to hell, and and and, and loving it, you know, sort of, uh, or at least not apologizing for that. And, and so it sort of feels like an extension of it. But yeah, there is sort of that looking back, and it, and it feels like. I mean, there's a reason why she doesn't like to ask be asked questions about Gossip Girl or yeah. like about the past. Like I think she said it's like being asked about a past life. But it she in a way, if with every song it sort of gives more oxygen to it and sort of like she's giving uh you know, it's in there, you know. So it's sort of hard to not uh address or to bring up. And it, it is a part of her life. I think she sort of wishes she could compartmentalize it or sort of erase it but at, at the same time i don't know if she'd have this music career without uh without the acting you know uh we i mean who knows but obviously to have that notoriety and have that name helps you get in the door now do you think if if the see here well here's the speculation okay. if she didn't have the acting the um you know, experience that she had would say she still was into music. Would she be in like some different kind of music? Would she be more of like a Taylor Swift poppy or would she be more of like, um, you know, uh, like, uh, cause she plays piano and would does she play guitar also? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like if she was in like a better mood coming out of, you know, her teens, would she just be, uh, would she have different music? Uh, I think, I think, well, I think she definitely have better, or sorry, not better music, uh, different music, just, yeah, because her life's different. And that's just, obviously music 
like it just is informed by your life. But I think, yeah, I'm not, I mean, like I, I, said, I think, I think the hard rock thing was sort of in, ingrained in her from the beginning with her dad. Like that sounds right to me. That feels yeah. like it was sort of in there, but yeah, maybe it never would have gone this, this far uh, or like this, you know, it, it feels like a left turn just because of how we saw her as Cindy Lou who in the Grinch, but I, I, yeah. I think she'd still get there. I think, I think she'd still have that journey. Uh, but yeah, I think it might not be, I think sometimes it does feel like she's sort of, or they're trying, they're trying too hard because of what happened in the past. You know, I, I think it is sort of that projection rather than just be just, just sing. Uh, kind of a thing like oh we got to show all the drugs that we are taking or whatever um so but i think i th i would argue in a way that maybe she wouldn't even get to here to this art without the acting career like i think i think it took that hell to get here and i think that she might i, I don't know if she would agree that that experience is what sort of unlocked this rock star no, I don't think she'd probably agree with anything we're saying. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> she'd be like, who are these two assholes? Yeah, exactly. But you don't, you don't, uh, do you think I'm, I'm onto something there? Do you, you don't uh, disagree that like, uh, or you do disagree that like that Gossip Girl experience, I mean, definitely sort of created this. No, no, I, I do. No, I, I think that I, I think, yeah, I think it, it's all there. I think part of, of it was, you know, from her upbringing, obviously from you know, wherever she got that rock and roll influence for parents. And then I, I think, yeah, it's this, it's the, yeah, the experience of, you know, doing something your whole life that you were never asked if you wanted to do. Yeah. And, and you almost, I mean, it's really hard to say if you had a choice or wanted to do it, but it's also like you're making money and you're, parents your family's making money and you're doing something that so few people can do uh so it sort of makes you feel like you're ungrateful or you're a bitch or you're evil or whatever and she i mean she sort of owns that she's evil but like she's not evil she she just is, wants to do what she wants to do um and I, I mean, and, and that's to get dark. Do you want to get dark, Aaron? Because, I mean, there's a few here. Like, yeah, I mean, I think... Get dark, because we're going to hell. Well, let's talk about going to hell. Um, you know, Heaven Knows is our favorite song. Um, it is my favorite of... I think of all of the songs. I think it might be. It's also my favorite music video. Um, although I do like Miss Nothing. I do... There's a lot of... I, I like the music videos a lot. And and some of the new ones that came out this year, the animated ones, are cool. Um, they're sort of lyric videos. Um, yeah, Johnny's in the back, back with a pocket of high. Yeah. If you listen close, you can hear his cries. Oh, heaven knows. <laughs> we belong way down below. And I think that that's just it's just a it's a good, you know, goth rock song. Well, also I just appreciate the honesty. Like, let's be honest, we all sort of belong in hell in terms of how it's constituted in terms of, you know, the Bible or the Old Testament and all that shit. You know, it's sort of like, ooh, I just swore, like, I'm going to hell, basically. You know, like, it's just like, yeah. I appreciate the honesty of this. Like, I think we all, especially teenagers and people that are being rebellious and being dicks, yeah, you do belong in hell. But I, th I feel like that honesty is far more helpful than the idea that we're all perfect people. Or And, and she talks about being perfect a lot and how 
impossible that is to let it go. Um, that's a, a, one of the, the themes of her work for sure. Listen, um, if we're not told about hell, we're probably drinking at like 11. I don't think so. I, I think, I, no, no <laughs> it's, just... I, I think it's one of those things. If, if, if you, you make drinking, you make uh, drugs to be bad and to be dangerous. And then of course you want to do them. If it was just, that is something you can do. I think it would eliminate I don't. I mean, I think we maybe would try it when we're eleven, but I don't think there just means a lot of eleven-year-olds are going to become alcoholics then. Um, but I, but I think it's not. There's nothing black and white about it, you know. I, no. There's obviously. I think it's good that we're, you know, at eleven, we're not drinking, obviously. Uh, but people are, you know. I and maybe Taylor Momsen was one of those people because you can probably get that on a film set. Um, she probably could have got it on Grinch when she was God knows oh how old, and that's terrifying. Um, but House on the Hill, speaking of terrifying. Oh, love the song. Love the song. This one is the, I think, this was like a big turn because, like, yeah, we're going to hell, but this is like, we're talking, oh. this is very political. I didn't really realize that until I saw the music video, which was yeah. just like, okay. Do you, I have a tidbit. Do okay. you know, do you know the background of the song? I don't know the background. I, I know, well, yeah. So, um, it's her, is it Ben Phillips again that wrote this with her, I think, or Probably. whoever the, no, it is, it was, it is actually, yeah. They they wrote it after they went to a lecture on the Vietnam War, and that's how they was inspired. Ooh, yeah, a lecture, nice. I, I like the idea of Taylor Momsen just going to a lecture on the Vietnam War. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, and actually, the House on the Hill video feels very much like a, a school project. That's what Lily said when she was watching it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can see that. Bad, but like, I think it was sort of, it was effective because I think that's when it, it's sort of like that idea of like when you're, I think it happens in high school or college when you become aware of how fucked up the world is uh, and how fucked up the government is. And that's sort of what House on a Hill is. Like when I, when I listened to it, I didn't realize the House on a Hill was the White House or that, you know, we, we see images of Mao, we see images of Nixon, we see images of Stalin like in the video and, and basically the idea is yeah, yeah the, the house on the hill is going to kill you. And that's, you know, the government here. And I don't, I buy that. Uh, or I, I, I understand where we're coming for it, especially since, you know, now living, this was pre Trump and, and this was pre uh, you know, Putin or at least being knowledgeable that that was happening. Um, but like, this is such a dark, it's fairly hopeless song. Like, you know, you, thinking about the children but it's sort of it just ends with yeah the children will drink the wine uh like let me let me read let's see let me read these lyrics these are somewhere in the end of all this hate there's a light ahead that shines into this grave that's in the end of all this pain that's how it starts pretty much and it sort of has this idea that oh there is maybe a light ahead that can sort of help but basically, it's just sending us to the grave, and that in the end, all this is pain. Um, and somewhere in the end, we're all insane to think that that light ahead will save us from this grave. That's in the end of all this pain. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know how to sort of grapple with those. Uh, but uh, I, I appreciate it, lyrically. Um, where are you at with it? I thought it was a great song. And then, yes, once I found out it was it sounded very political. It was not I didn't feel like this was a, uh, you know, I, I didn't get like I didn't feel 
you know, pretty reckless when I heard the song first. But then after I heard it, I under- and then I went, I found out, you know, the inspiration for it. I understood it. And, and, I, and I do I do like I like it. I also I like it when it slows down a little bit. You know, I like you kind of you do need that. Well, I think you can get the message in there and it, or we can sort of understand a little bit more. And also, in a way, slowing it down is actually being more reckless because we can you when you slow it down, it's easier to sort of understand what they're saying. And also, um, yeah, I, I think this song is maybe one of the most reckless you know, in terms of like, yeah, it's, you know, fuck you church, you know, that's sort of dangerous, I guess. But this is this feels far more dang- reckless. I mean, it's not reckless, but you know what I mean? Like, it feels more like, ooh, there's there's some like, there's a lot behind this uh, more than just sort of like, oh, I'm sinning, you know? Yeah, no, I, I really, I, I really, it's a it's a really good song and good video. Um. What? How did you feel about Dear Sister? Dear Sister, I've told the truth so many years, and no one seems to want to hear it. Um, I mean, who's talking about Serena? <laughs> yeah, no one's listening to Little Jay. Uh, that sounds like everyone. Uh, you know, no one feels like they're you know listen being listened to. Uh, this one's a very short song. It's like a minute. You know? Yeah, uh, it's like an interlude. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Dear sister. They have a few of those. There's, I felt there was a couple more of those on, on like the, one of the other albums. And yeah, they have a short... definitely like there's like a seven minute song. On yeah. 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 They, they get to, they experiment, which is, I think that's the whole, which is the point. Yeah. I think that's the point you have to. Yeah. Otherwise it gets boring. Right. You don't want to just do the same four songs, even though that's, you know, when you're, when you're in your fifties, that's what your fans will make you do. But I think, <laughs> I think yeah. I think Taylor might reject that and never do that, which is great. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know if I have much more. I don't like that's one of the ones where like, yeah, I wrote down that lyric because I, I try to like look through and pick out a couple lyrics to just sort of what was at the essence or what I thought was int- the most interesting about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've told the truth so many years and no one seems to want to hear it. That's. That feels like it's not necessarily about her acting anymore because that wasn't necessarily the truth. The truth, I think, now she's talking about her music, right? Um, or, or, I mean, I don't know. Not all these are necessarily from her point of view. It could be from a, you know. Yeah, no, I think this is what I think. I think once you get this album is definitely more. Uh, once you get, you know, to the second half of it, it starts to be more about them as a band almost and just other things not just about her life as a child actor yeah and and i think that's just like that's just how i think that's how most albums happen where like your first album is what your life was before you broke the album and the second album is you looking at that life almost yeah and sometimes rejecting it because i feel like a lot of people sort of they don't hate their first album but they're sort of like oh god you know i'm it's like, uh, yeah, looking at high school yearbook photos or, or looking at, you know, old, uh, what's the like live journal or whatever, you know, whatever your, your diary, it, it's sort of, yeah, your life, your, your GeoCities website that you still have, <laughs> your angel fire, your, <laughs> your MySpace, your Zoom, whatever it's called. 
Um, did you like the going to hell and the, the sweet things acoustic versions? I really enjoyed those on this album. I did. I can't say that they, uh, they sort of uh, stuck with me in the same way. Like I, I'll admit I didn't go to, I didn't do a re-listen on the acoustic versions. I sort of, I, I went through the, the main part or at least how I, I don't know. There's like a hundred songs I'm going through here. So uh, but I song. think the acoustic uh, layer is, is a, is one I'm looking forward to. Cause I, I mean, I really liked her, the scaled back 25 that she did that we, we tweeted about and that was released on like the morning shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but so is that your sweet thing going to hell? Like I, you're an acoustic guy. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm told you it was it was. I'm just I don't know if I it was very hard for me to get into the mood of hard rock. So when I got to the softer stuff, I was like, okay, I can like this is nice. You know, it's nice going to hell. It's a softer. <laughs> it's a softer. It's a softer. It's a softer journey going to hell on this one. <laughs> you know, it's smoother. It's more comforting. You know, me, the bass the bass wasn't too loud. That sounds what? Like to me. Uh, like, like I think for me on the opposite, it's like if we're gonna go to hell, like I just want to go to hell. You know, it's like when I like want to get a dessert, I want to get the most unhealthy thing. Like why, why get you know? Oh, because it's gonna hurt after. You know, you got like you don't need the waffle and the ice cream. You can just get the waffle or just the ice cream. <laughs> well, but I not necessarily that. Like it's just like I feel like there's some desserts that are just like less. I don't know. Yeah, no, I guess it's it's still the same. Like I'm always going to get the ice cream if I'm going to do it. Like if I'm if I'm here and I'm doing it, like why am I not getting the ice cream, you know? Yeah, you know, I hear, hear you. I hear you. And, you and yeah, it might it might not feel great in the morning, but like that's that's everything comes with a price, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just be willing to pay for that price. We've talked about that before. So yeah, yeah kids. Um, if, whatever you're going to do, pay yeah. for the price, right? If you want to do the time, pay for it whatever the saying is do the crime or no it's the other <laughs> way do the crime i don't know i don't know what it is um let me see absolution we're all crucified in the end okay. oh speaking of crucified let's talk about that album cover oh it's a great one um that, it's this, just a cross painted on her back with an arrow going down yep and then in uh several of the music videos she's wearing it on the front yes and it's going and it's you know i think it's a little bit more evocative going to that side um but i mean but it's i mean i think it's pretty i mean it's very simple but i i enjoy that they, they use that iconog- uh iconography like later too and like who are you selling for they still have that sort of in the background that sort of mm-hmm. cross with the arrow because hey yeah we're still going to hell um yeah and we are going to hell, but uh, in this one, we're selling for someone, and that's who. Who are you selling for, Andy? I don't know, man. I don't. That was. I was like listening to that song, and I'm just like, who? Like, what are we? What are we talking about here? Like, uh, yeah, uh, who you're selling for was a bit of a departure. I felt. Did you feel well, that? Well, oh, absolutely. It's definitely a. Well, my main note was just. Starts intense, then experiments and meanders, then comes back at the end. It felt like they sort of don't know who to be or don't want to be in a box, which, like I said, fair enough. You know, they don't want to be just hard rock, just goth rock or whatever that is. But to me, it was a hard album to sort of get into or or sort of, I guess it's not like we have to figure it out, but it was sort of like it, it 
to me, the songs were better when I listened to them separately. When I listened to them all at once, I was like, oh, this feels sort it of... It did funny. kind of blend in, yes. Or like, well, actually, they didn't blend in. They sort of felt like, I mean, I guess they blend, like they sort of, I guess I glazed over, if that's what you mean. So Because it just didn't feel like they sort of followed in the same way, like naturally. It wasn't, it didn't feel necessarily like a cohesive story, which I feel like that's what an album is. Um, but... I also, the second time around, right before we started, I did listen to them sort of separately and I was looking at the lyrics and I actually appreciated them a lot more that way. And I did, it did feel like this was their most, it's, it was a departure. And I thought that was sort of the brave part about it. And the, and the like, okay, this is where we're, we want to try some new things, see what we're capable, capable of. Cause yeah, there's a country song on here. There's one that has like a funk vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that they wrote for David Bowie, Mad Love at the end. Um, yeah, I like Mad Love. Mad Love's good. I like that one. Mad Love is one of my favorite. I think the last two, The Devil's Back, Mad Love. And then I do, I I, I really like Bedroom Window. You were talking about how you don't think there's a lot of ge- like under, you know, small gems. This one to me uh, definitely has a, a Beatles thing at the beginning again. But it, this one was felt very timely with me. It's like, okay, it felt very quarantined. As I look out of my bedroom window, is it all real or just fantasy? I have lost touch with what makes me human. I have lost touch with reality. It's all too much for me. All too much for me. And I identified with that. And uh, I think that's sort of why, like, I, I know you were, you were trying to be happy and like, okay, we want Christmas time right now. And me, I was just like, well, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the sad part of me and just like, when I'm listening to this, go for it i think or or angry because i think that was sort of going to hell is more angry bedroom window that's just sad uh and and, and i think in a really sort of nice uh i mean really well written way yeah know. i mean i mean th- i think bedroom window is is you know you can talk about it's about almost about fame now she is this rock star you know and now she hasn't really gotten out of the life that she thought she was going to get out of because like you said, art and music, it's all kind of the same lifestyle. Yes. She's doing what she wants to do, but there's still, you know, that life is still there. You know, there's still those people around you that she probably didn't like, you know, those types of those Hollywood peoples, you know, the, the people that cling on to you because of yeah. who you are or want a piece of you. And so now she, she, you know, she, she's, in her hotel room after after a show and she's looking around who are these people who can i trust that's what i got from it and i no, that's i mean that's great and and i don't even think for that one i for that one i just took it identified it as what i'm feeling right now just in terms of the world and just sort of feeling like is this real (laughs) like uh half the time because it just feels like yeah but i think it's absolutely what is in there and i think I think you're so right. And, and um, sort of, oh man, I lost it. Uh, but, but like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, uh, yeah, um, it, 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 it was, Aaron. Hmm? it's all too much for me, Aaron. It is. I think, I think it was, it was, it was too reckless for you. No, no, this was the right kind of reckless, this song. Was the the right, right kind of what is the right kind of reckless? That's their that should be their next album. The right kind of reckless. I don't think there is a right kind. That's the, I think the. Like, That's what you're trying to tell us. Just like do it. Just 
not too much be without Rex, you know, there's no, no rules. Uh, and I think that's definitely the rock and roll ethos that like Taylor wants to uh, prescribe to. But yeah, I think, I think what I was trying to get to or what I forgot was sort of what you were saying that like, this is the same lifestyle in a way. Yes, she's not doing what she wants to do, but is she still, is it still a, a persona? Who is the real Taylor? I think, but at the same time, we go back to that last uh, uh, song where she's like, I've been telling the truth the whole time and you're not listening. And maybe that's, maybe that's to us where we're not buying it, right? Sometimes we're not buying that, that this is Taylor, but she's telling us that this is who she is. This is genuine. And I think, I think it's also like the, the mistake is to try and she's all of these different things. She's not just one thing. No one is just one thing. And I think that that is what the art world critics, the um, with movies and music people or and TV people put you in a box. They, they define who you are based on that. And I think we, we talk a lot about, almost in a surprise like oh my god everyone on gossip girl is so musical but like when i was thinking about it on a walk recently and i was just like it's not surprising at all because these are people that are creative people and maybe they have one zone that they're sort of more attached to or better at but like it makes perfect sense that like once you've sort of opened that door you want to experiment and try all these different things and i think i think that sometimes it's hard to we want to figure people out we want to solve taylor momsen we uh, and that's and i know i that is that is what i do all the time on these movies right i'm like okay what the fuck is this guy trying to say um sometimes i think that's warranted or even asked for by the filmmaker but here i think it's sort of like i don't know if we need to ask anymore if she's telling us right it's 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 in there um and, and and we just trust that. I, I think we trust Taylor. We're on tour with Taylor. We trust Taylor. She's driving. Yeah, we're we're in this. We are in this. We are, we are. You know, on the bus, and the driver may be drinking, but it's a party. Well, and I mean, I don't know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> rock and roll, baby. Or should I say, death by rock and roll? Ooh, I don't know if we're ready there, but we're almost there. I, I had a couple more things. Because like I think one of the other th- the themes is being alone, and, and I think that is because who do we trust? All these friends she talks about that are like getting bombed and blowing up on Living in the Storm, either banging at the door. Is that friends? Is that society? Is that me and you? Like to get on our podcast? Is that just the pressure, or is that even insanity? Like is it thoughts in her head? You know all these different things. But she's in the eye of the storm. It's just her. She feels so alone, and it's it's that's as a creative. I think we both obviously feel that right you know and a lot and, and and it's also like we have to do it and she has to do it too but it's a band right so it, it there it's obviously it should be about collaboration and i think it is but a lot of these songs seem very they're taylor because she's the singer um yeah no this is this it's a band and it's collaborative but it, it's her it's her band she is the leader of this band you know she's she together they're pretty reckless but her she's fully reckless Ooh, so I, I think maybe I buy that. So do you think that means that they, they ground her? Yeah. Yeah. Like in a good way. Cause like, it's- yeah, I think so. Yes. I, I mean, when you, I mean, I, do we know the origin of the band really? Did she, 
you know, met these like older men, but probably. Yeah. Obviously she said to her people, I want to start a band. So, you know, she, they had to go and, uh, hire a band and she found these guys who were like, you know, I, I, you, she probably met some assholes who were like, who's this gossip girl that wants to start a rock band, you know? And so, but she found guys that like got what she was doing and, and understood what she was trying to do. And, and, as probably like older dudes who've been around this this business for so long, they probably do help ground her. Yeah, I think that's that sounds. I mean, she might like she might not have gone to her people. She might have also just been like in clubs and in bars and saw people. And yeah, whatever. Like, however, you find a band. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've never made a part of the band. Uh, I've, I I'm not uh, the most musically. Uh, no, I have no rhythm. Yeah, uh, I wish. Um, I think, like, I would like to, you know, whenever, you know, in that magical period where you have time and money, uh, like, I feel like I want to take... You want to start a band? No, I want to take vocal lessons just to see if I can sing, like, halfway decent. Like, I have no illusion that I'm, like, a good singer, but I just feel like I don't sing correctly. Like, I just don't know how to project in a way. Like, when I do karaoke, I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but, like, my voice, I just lose it immediately. I just, like, I'm not... I'm singing incorrectly because i feel like people can obviously yell for three hours and be okay uh obviously after years of doing that it can wear on you but like one night i'm just like oh fuck i I can't do this uh so that's where it's like i want to just like i want to figure out the instrument a little bit more uh and also i I like my voice and as like you know voice acting it feels like a a a path somewhere and, and i feel like that would also help just to sort of learn more about the instrument yeah oh yeah i I hear that's a good idea is our voice they know they know nothing about our writing they know our our mellifluous tones (laughs) (laughs) soothing soothing no i I hear you that's that's a good thing to do when when you have time and money when i have time and money i want to work on classic cars Ooh, that seems like you want you want the jay leno like or the the paul newman um, yeah, I think I want to like I want to like take like when it all is it's over, I want to go to like take a an auto mechanic class and learn how to work on cars. Ooh. I mean, that sounds like a cool thing to do now. When it's all over, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, when it's all over, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? When's it gonna start? That's my question. Fuck. No, well, when we're all vaxxed, you know, when seventy percent's vaxxed, we're, you know. Yeah, no, we're we're started. We, we yeah, well, I'm March, March, maybe my, my, you know, like probably like June, you know. And so maybe in the fall, I can take a class, auto mechanic class next fall. I, I I mean, I would love to have a segment about your auto mechanic class. Let's do it. Um, yeah, including gossip with people in the class. Um, let's like at the let's talk about the devil's back, um, because. This one to me was another very personal song, and I think it got more into Taylor than almost any of them. And, and I think the devil, when they're talking previously, the devil feels like sort of lying. Um, I mean, and, and sort of not being yourself, but also, but, but like it's more like okay, let's just you know the rock and roll lifestyle is almost the devil, sort of a thing, like the sin, sin stuff. But the devil in this song. She's actually talking, the devil is actually herself, it's her anxiety. She's talking to herself, or her anxiety is talking to her. And, and that's when they talk about her body. Like, um, she's like, I remember when you were skinny, you know, that line. And it's sort of like, that's the voice inside her saying that. Um, and, 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 and has those sort of body image issues. Because like you said, 
from an outside perspective, we're like, you are skinny. Like, and then how could you think that? And that's just the, the body dysmorphia. But like this, these lyrics, I like, I hate what I've become and now I cannot breathe. Anxiety is killing me slowly. What happened to youthful carefree? When did I get so old? It's a where are you Christmas? Rock and roll style. Where, yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, that that this song I think I identify with the most. I, I mean, I don't have obviously body image stuff, but like I have anxiety, uh, and it does feel like it's killing me slowly sometimes. Or like it's it feels like this sort of thing that was on my shoulder that I just like didn't know about until I was like thirty, and now yeah, now I feel old, and I'm like God, what happened to? It's almost like knowing it sometimes makes it worse. But like, does that make sense? I don't know. It, it, yeah. No. No. Yes. It's ignorance is bliss. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I just was a nervous boy. You know, that's fine. Now it's like, oh, there's like a, a word for this. Um, and like, oh, and it just sort of shows you everything about your life in a different light. But then it's just like this. Uh, yeah, you have good and bad days, I guess, or things things that you are more confident about than others. And I just, I love, I love, yeah, I just, this, this to me, it's so different from, yeah, going to hell. It's so different from, you know, uh, make me want to die, you know, and, and it shows that growth. And this is when this album came out in 2016. Yeah. Uh, so we're six years into it and now we're four years later. And, uh, do you want to talk about, like, I guess, I think, yeah. Do we have any more, like, let's talk about the album in general, or did you want to talk about mad love a little bit or. No, I, I think that, yeah, I think we, I think I'll talk, you know, that I was a little bit of a departure and I, 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 I was, it was my least favorite out of the three um you know i i liked in the, in the other two albums that i like the beginning where they are the goth rock i like that i like knowing that they're there you know and so i and this like six minute hangman i was like it was it was i get it you want to be experimental you know but do them at like the bottom of the album I like that first one. The walls are closing in. I do, but I was like, it never ends. That one, and like, he even says "Mama" a couple times. It felt like a reference to Bohemian Rhapsody it, slightly. Um, I, I felt a little Queen uh, reference there, actually. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah, Rhapsody. yeah. Um, yeah, and "Oh My God" to me was a Nirvana one, where I was just like, "Oh, that just sounds like Nirvana." But yeah, that's another one. Don't try for perfection; it's never enough. And and I think that was their their that was the thesis of this this uh, album don't try for perfection let's just do some weird shit let's let's try like let's try different things let's have a country song which is back to the river you know it's hard to be a criminal when you all know my name which that one that line to me my i rolled my eyes i was like you can be a criminal taylor no one's stopping you just because we know your name like it just means you'll get yeah but then it's like in the papers and then people are outside our house and the paparazzi it's a it's tough man this fame is it's a gift and a curse well, yeah, I mean, that's what Gossip Girl's about, too. So it sort of feels like uh, she can't escape that. No, no one can. Once you once you have it. Uh, it no, you can never get out, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but this uh, th- this one, Back to the River, felt like an Aaron song to me because um, I'm just trying to get away. I'm going back to the river where no one will find me. That sounds oh, like your dream. That's all I want. I don't know. You don't know where I am. <laughs> Are you <laughs> <there> right now? <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing video anymore you don't know yeah, i can no. be somewhere like i'm not home who knows 
Uh, oh man! I just you want to go to the river, and it's like it's quiet, you know, and you just hear like the water. It's like when you put on one of those like white noise things, you know, but you're actually outside. Yeah, well, and, and what? Yeah, it's definitely she wants to be pre pre fame Taylor, you know, and but she also probably doesn't even know she doesn't know who that is. No, She's famous her whole life, uh, and no, and not many people can say that. Uh, and that's sort of, yeah. And that's, I think part of where all this pain and this anger comes from, obviously, maybe all of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if she never was that a child actor, I don't know if she would be a musician. She'd probably just be an accountant, you know? Uh, Oh, that'd be boring. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the pain is what, that's the pain that drives us all. Yeah, the pain, the drama, the pain, that's where, that's where the art comes from. I mean, that's. Um, how else that's where they, how else are you well, gonna get it we all want to be perfect but perfect isn't art perfect isn't exciting or interesting uh, it's also not real um but it's it's where the anxiety comes from of like that need there is no normal that's exactly right and, and i think even like throughout this episode i think we were even trying to sort of like make taylor normal or or, or like or whatever and it was like no that's not that's not the point um but yeah i think uh yeah mad love is the one that has the lucy miscavige diamond uh bit um and yeah this one when i looked online they actually categorized this album as blues uh and i thought okay blues songs on it i don't know yeah necessarily i could i could see that i mean if there's well that's the thing how do you if it's like it depends uh, had to it's the uh, relation to the number of songs on the album to the number of blue songs in the album <laughs> but also maybe it's the same thing again and i think that's how you get an era too right <laughs> <laughs> you mean in baseball like uh, like math or, yeah or an that's, that's how you do the batting average yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no it is uh so if there's like so say there's like like five songs on a 12 uh, uh like five blues songs on a 12 album so a song album there's it's a blues album right yes and no like i feel like i feel like well i feel like there's no answer to this because i think that's where genre is good to a certain extent to be like okay what is it like just to give you a heads up but like at a certain extent, like I'm wary of genre and I think Taylor is too. And this band is too of categorization. Cause they don't want to be, they don't want to just be considered goth rock, hard rock blues. They want to be just, I think probably rock and roll. They would. Say. Yeah. And that's just a very wide blanket. That sort of means nothing and everything at the same time. Uh, which, you know, I think sometimes that's, I get a little eye rolly about rock and roll music. That's talking about rock and roll, you know, like, Oh my God. Cause it's like, it's like being a comic and talking about comedy on stage. And it's like, it's just like, no, I just tell your jokes. Um, you know what I mean? It sort of feels a little bit like on the nose, but yeah, obviously, um, obviously there are great songs that are like, you know, I love rock and roll or rock and roll music or whatever it is. But I feel like those were earlier. I feel like, but also no, no one likes rock and roll anymore. We can't do any songs about it. No more. No, I think that's what I'm going to get to. They're actually, that the prerequisite sort of is almost not right. They're bringing it back, man. They're bringing it back. They're, they're, they're bringing life back to rock and roll. And with life, there's because death by rock and roll. Ooh, sorry, we were both on there. Uh, uh, yes, death by rock and roll coming this next year. We got two singles. What do we think of them? We got twenty five, and of course, the titular death by rock and roll. I loved them both. 
I I love I absolutely love them both. I think they're both great songs. Um, Death by Rock and Roll is that you know pretty reckless flagship song you want to hear on a single. When I when I when I hear when I say when I hear Pretty Reckless as a single coming out, this is what I want, you know, and that's and that's what I love. And then Twenty Five was just great. I'm not really sure what it was about. If she's Twenty Five now or Twenty Five then. 25 people in a room because you can't have that anymore. <laughs> I mean, it feels like 25 does feel like we're talking about it in age, but it's also like, uh, you know, it's sort of like in that tradition where like there's so many female artists that have, or like I think just male artists too, they like to have albums that are named after their age now. Like doesn't T-Swift have like three? Um, I made that up. There's like one, right? <laughs> um, but but I think 25 is a little bit about being amazed that she's still alive and sort of, I think. Yeah. A little bit of I, I think she has guilt because Kurt Cornell has passed and her best friend slash producer, Kato um, Kandwala, died in a motorcycle accident. And she mentioned in that interview that this, this album is a tribute to her best friend. Um, so I think, I think it's a little bit of survivor's guilt because I think yeah. living this lifestyle and Kato, I, I mean, I don't, he died in a motorcycle accident, so it's not like I don't. I have no idea. It just it could just be. It's just bad luck, you know, or or yeah, it's an accident. But, but yeah, in, in every you know, and that's and and that's uh, you tend to question life after death, and that's and that's just what this is, and that and it starts, and that's what yeah, twenty five is about being twenty five and still alive, and you know when someone else dies close to you. You you ask yourself why didn't I die? Why am I still here? You know you you do you look for that purpose in life, and I think that's that's part of that song. And I think you know death by rock and roll is 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 living by the culture of rock and roll in uh, ride or die. And and the beginning of that song starts. Jenny died of suicide with a candle burning in her eye, but on my tombstone when I go. Put death by rock and roll, because she killed Jenny with rock and roll. Yeah, well, she yeah, she killed herself. Obviously, yeah, like Jenny. And I mean, to me, it's like part of me was like, oh, I thought we moved beyond Jenny. But at the same time, it's also like Jenny is always there. She's she's like in the cemetery haunting, right? Um, but I yeah, I still I just I love that. You know, I mean, it could just I doubt it. It's a random name, right? It has to be a reference. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. I... I, I think it's it's there for I think there is that reference to it. I think you have because I mean that's where I feel like yeah it just it, it's more it brings it is a little more exciting having that you know that little layer of gossip girl there. It helps the fans out. I how many fans of the Pretty Reckless got to her from Gossip Girl? I oh, I think I think I think probably in the beginning, most of them, they might have left and said, whoa. Right. I think that 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 seems accurate. I think a lot were like, oh, yeah. did or like, oh, I like their single. And they're like, oh, this is too much for Jenny. What are you doing? Um, yeah, I feel like they're fairly mutually exclusive at this point, which is why I sort of wonder that the name drop. But I think it's a short it's a shorthand for her previous life. Her yeah. Her previous self. Because, you know, no one, I mean, I guess she could do, you know, I don't think she bemoaned Cindy Lou Who or whatever, like, but that would be a little bit different. Because Cindy- it's, that's really, it's, that's really on the nose. Cindy Lou Who. 
<laughs> she said that one. It would be Cindy. It would be Cindy Dragon Suicide. That'd be like that'd be too dark. I think that would be that would be the the other side of Reckless, right? Like oh. yeah, what I mean, yeah. If like it was a whole song about the Grinch and like Jim Carrey was a fucking asshole. <laughs> it's just like... I doubt that. I feel like Jim Carrey. I feel like she probably had a great time on the Grinch. That's my. She put the Grinch song on the uh, the playlist. All right, so I feel like she has some sort of. I hope so. Positive. I I could. Ron Howard seems like a nice guy. I feel like he'd have a good set. I think he would. Yeah, I think he, yeah. he's professional. He obviously. I just I worry about Jim. He gets very into his characters. Oh, I yeah, I worry about Jim too. I think well, Jim definitely had a, a journey too. I think he's, I think he's on the other side of it. But you know, as we've seen with Robin Williams and people like that, you just sort of never. Uh, when you go that deep, when you when you are so different. I think, or, or so you feel alone. You feel like, you know, feel like these songs. Um, and, it, and it also comes with being that talented and, and people sort of defining you by that talent. You know, uh, it's hard. I, you know, it's sort of like we strive to, you know, be as talented as them, but it's also like, that's a rough road. Like when, like when someone only thinks we only watch Gossip Girl. Yeah. Well, I mean, and now... <laughs> Yeah, and then we're just gossip guys. That's who we are. Uh, I'm more than a gossip guy, Andy. I, I believe me, I, I know. <laughs> I feel like it's like a very. I mean, I'm hardly a gossip guy. Like, I don't even like the show, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> huh. But you are you're at you are one of the fans that came to Taylor because of Gossip Girl, and you're still here. I yes, I guess that's that's true. But I mean, same with you. Yeah. So yeah. So there are still some. There are still some. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and yeah, this one she mentioned this album pulled her out of her depression, out of a hole, and that she said it. While it's called Death by Rock and Roll, that it is a rebirth, uh, and I think that's fitting. That's I mean that's the life cycle. Yeah. Right? Death comes. Life. Yes. Um, I think so- uh, I think uh, Wallace Shawn said that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure we've all said that uh, at some point. And now <laughs> I've said it, so there we go. Um, yeah, this is their rock and roll is a lifestyle, but like they say that, I think, after what, like seeing what happens to Chris Cornell, what happens to other people that they've you know loved. And so I think this is going to be, I think their most, this is their fourth album. It, like, I, I mean, obviously they're growing as artists each time. This one, I feel like I'll be, in, I bet you there's going to be more, I don't think it's going to be quite like who you song for, but I, I think it's going to have a lot, some more sort of different things in there, or at least I'm intrigued to see. Yeah, I know. I am intrigued. There's a song that's supposed to have a uh, Tom Morello on it. Um, so that should be good. Uh, but yeah, I'm very, I'm very interested in this album coming out. Who's Tom Morello for idiots? Like uh, Audio slave. Ah, okay. Uh, oh, we'll or rage against the machine. I'm one of those. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be definitely like in the, yeah, that's so group for sure. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where they go from here. Um, I, I'm not sure, like where I'm at, like, uh, like it's just it's sort of a lot, and I, 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 I look forward to having it sort of seep in and just let it sit for a couple of weeks now. Uh, get a break until this next album in February. But yeah, enjoy some Christmas music. Yeah. Um, um, Getting the it is the season. Uh, we will be uh, discussing death by rock and roll with part three 
of On Tour with Taylor in February. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Before we, we lift off into the great unknown here, I wanted to ask you where this, like we've sort of, we've done, we've done, I think, most of the greatest hits here of the, the, the GG universe, right? The greater Gossip Girl universe of all the main casts, their, their art beyond the Upper East Side. And I wanted to ask you, what is your Mount Rushmore of things that they have done outside of the Upper East Side? Oh, wow. I, I don't know. I haven't even... I should have uh, given you some heads up on this, but... Okay, yeah, let me... Yeah, I'll come back with that. that. Stay tuned for next week on that one. Because, yeah, because here, Mount Rushmore, is it... Are you saying the... So... What are your, about, yeah, what are your, like, four favorites? We could do five. Um, what are your... Yeah, what are your favorite things that they... the cast From each have? one of the cast members that we've done. So, like, okay. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be one from each person. It could just be in general. The, your, your four favorite... In, in like in summary of what we've sort of discovered and maybe Grinch is one of them and we can talk about it at the end next okay week yeah let's let's discuss um, yes let's just, yeah stay tuned for that next week we'll talk about our Mount Rushmore how about this do you think the pretty reckless will be included on that to give, give a tease I, I I I'm it's possible it's possible you know <laughs> Uh, I gotta, I mean, there's a, a hammer and a chisel. I gotta get out. I mean, I'm building a rat mushroom. It's a, it's a lot to oh, do. You know? Yeah. You gotta get started. Um, I think the pretty reckless will be on there. Because I don't even have a harness. I need a harness to get up there. How am I going to hang? Uh, I gotta get a harness. All right. Get a harness on Amazon. Uh, we're sponsored by not that. Um, but yeah, but we can't be pretty reckless when we're up there. We can't. And that. That is a perfect segue. I think that's where we want to end, okay? We've gone on this journey. What do you think of the band's name? Are, like, does the Pretty Reckless, is it perfect? Why, like, why that qualifier in particular? Why do they add pretty to it? They add pretty to it because they are pretty reckless. Because they're like, okay, we're going to go to hell, and it's going to be a little rough, but then we're going to smooth it out, you know? And so we're going to be reckless, but just only a little bit. Just pretty reckless. Do you think it has anything to do with like that they are pretty or that she is pretty? Do you think, or is that just a, a nice double entendre? It's a double entendre. I think. I think. I mean, it might it might have something to do with it. You know, it's a it's a nice to have a good looking lead singer. Um, it helps. Uh, so that's probably it. But it's a little double entendre. I think it's. I think you just you want to be reckless, but not too much, guys. Color within the lines. Ooh, but I think, but isn't that their ethos is to be the opposite? Can you, isn't that rock and roll not, isn't rock and roll to be reckless? Why can't you just be reckless within the lines? But then you're still living by the rules of society. Who Who's telling me what lines I'm coloring in? Yeah, but like, we're all bend the rules. But when you break them, you know, don't get caught. Well, I mean, I'm not saying like kill people, you know, like that's not what I mean by breaking the rules. I, I think, I think, I think they're pretty reckless that that does fit who they have been to this point. I think, but I think, you know, and I think I, I think I've been pretty reckless with my life at times. And I think in the same way that Taylor has been with her life, but I think um, I aspire to be more reckless with my art. And I think um, that, and I think we, they are, they have been pretty reckless, but I, I think, I want I want to see more. Like I, that's that's where I'm always at, right? You can never you can never please me. Uh, it's it's it, it is about as being 
as reckless as you can be without not losing who you are. I that makes I like that. And and it's also sort of like don't be reckless just to be reckless, right? Or or like don't be reckless because that is rock and roll. Be if you are pretty reckless, like meaning like, oh yeah, I'm like 75% reckless. Then that that's who you are. Then yeah, be pretty. Listen, do what it's, it's, all these these albums, these songs. They're telling you what 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 Taylor is telling us is is to be reckless and to break expectations, but don't go too far and lose yourself. Right, because I mean, if you're doing that, if you're doing if you, like the act of breaking expectations then becomes sort of the the same thing it's just another lie it's another guise that you're putting on and i think sometimes i think i think taylor has been exploring that too i think on sometimes they're like oh yeah we you know we're breaking expectations just to break expectations or just to you know get rid of jenny but now now i think they're ready to be like okay who are we without any of that bullshit um and that's that to me is the pretty reckless and i look forward for more uh for more um so aaron uh in the meantime i think check out their holiday favorites album on spotify it's or not an album it's a playlist um yes that'll that'll get you in maybe we'll talk about those not really i don't think we'll talk about it uh we'll just talk about grinch next week but that'll get you in the mood it's sort of a nice once you've got into into the darkness of this you, you take that Christmas, it's a little bit darker Christmas playlist, but not really, you know, it still has just like, it just has Bruce Springsteen singing Christmas songs rather than, but who doesn't love that? It's got Bing. It's got Bing. So, you know, uh, but prepare yourself, Aaron. We're going to talk about our five favorite Christmas songs too next week. Ooh. Okay. I can do that. Ooh. I like homework. Yeah. So there you go. I'll give you a lot. I left this, I left this episode with a lot of homework today, guys. Well, I mean, you didn't want me to surprise you again, did you? So, uh, <laughs> Oh, that was my that was the lesson I was just taught. Okay, um, I, we will. I will hold my Mount Rushmore of you know GG Universe things for next week, and then I haven't figured out my five uh, Christmas songs either. Yes, we'll and uh, we will be watching Grinch. It's on Netflix, and I hope you've seen it already. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I think I'm going to rewatch the original too um just because that's should we just yeah i think so i think we should watch what about that new one that came out the new one yeah i've actually seen the new one like i worked on it so i've seen it that way i think that'll be enough it's not bad at all actually it's it's like it's good but it's also sort of like why we don't why do we need it yeah like i i mean i don't know if there's anything different about it i think but i feel like i i remember being pleasantly surprised like i was just sort of like oh no this this actually i mean the story just works. That's why, you know, and, but they don't do anything like stupid to like reboot it or anything. Yeah. It's just sort of like, well, yeah, you know, I've seen this twice. Um, but I think, I don't know. I, I think I might've taken some notes on it. I have no idea why. Um, so I'm going to take a look. Cause if there's anything that ever inspires me when I'm writing or watching a movie at work, I write it down. So I'll see if anything came up, but probably not. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the Grinch, we will, be, yeah, getting Dr. Seuss, Seussical next uh, next week, getting Christmassy. Uh, Aaron, uh, where can the people find you? The people can find me at the worst. That is the W-U-R-S-S-T, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And you can find us at Gossip Guys Pod 
And that is at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can email us at gossipguyspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate us, subscribe. Uh, We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. Andy, where can they find you? I'm at Wandering Green, green with an E at the end. Um, yeah, The Grinch is green. The Grinch is green. I'm green. Uh, it's sort of like, yeah, I, I had to love green just because that was my last name. I, you know, the life was chosen for me, just like Taylor. Yeah, man. It's a, yeah, to, you were the chosen one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that, that makes me different, but not really because most green last names. Eh, it's like a 50-50 split. Uh, anyway. Um, I think we did it. Uh, yeah, we did it. We we survived being a little reckless this week. And uh, we will talk to you all or talk at you, talk with you uh, next week. XOXO. Gossip, guys. You know you make me want to die. Two Show